We pick up on the uh, 76B, Ayin Vav, Amud Bet, uh, with the Mishnah. Mishnah goes as follows. There are five things that can be brought in, uh, even when the whole nation uh, is impure, the majority of the nation, the Kwanim, etc. They can be brought, even though everyone is Tameh, uh, but they can't be eaten uh, in a state of Tumah when uh, everyone is Tameh. Uh, what are these five things? Haomer, uh, which is brought on the, the, the 15th of of, uh, Nisan, Ushta uh, Lechem, the the what's well, the sixteenth of Nisan actually, Ushta uh, Lechem, the the two breads uh, that are brought on Shavuot, uh, and the Lechem Apanim, the Lechem Apanim, which is the uh, the showbread that is uh, changed every week, uh, that could also be brought in Tuma, Zivcha Shamei Tzibur, the communal Shlamim uh, that are offered up, and these are are uh, the only case of a communal Shlamim is uh, two. Uh, lambs that are offered up uh, with the two loaves on Shavuot uh, and also the goats on on uh, on, on Rosh Chodesh uh, and um so those are the five things that are all brought in Tumah, but not eaten in Tumah. However, HaPesach Shabbat Tumah, Pesach, where, as we're going to see in later chapters, we're going to deal with this at length, uh, the Pesach that comes in a state of Tumah, Ne'achal Tumah, can be eaten in a state of Tumah. Why? Shelo ba mitchilato ela alachila. The whole point about being a Pesach offering is to eat it. And therefore, even uh, if, if the majority of people are Tameh, and you have to bring the Pesach offering in Tumah, then can even be eaten in Tumah. However, in terms of an individual, as uh, this only would apply to a community uh, that is mostly Tameh. However, an individual uh, that is Tameh, he is not allowed to bring a Korban Pesach. He gets pushed off to Pesach Shani, uh, something that, as we said, we will discuss at uh, at much greater length uh, in a few, (coughs) uh, in a chapter or two's time. Okay, the Gemara picks up uh, as follows. Why do you have to mention five? You mentioned five. Uh, why do you have to specify the number five? Uh, it comes to in- in- exclude the, uh, the the Pesach offering of the 15th of, uh, of, of Nisan, uh, which we know is a Chagiga offering. Uh, it's, a, it's a Shlamim, uh, and uh, we have to bring it up uh, on, uh, on, on Pesach. Uh, we had a discussion a few days ago about the the Pesach of the 14th of Nisan, uh, which we, we said explicitly in that Mishnah, was not brought into my here. It's talking about <coughs> the, the, the Chagiga offering that you offer on the 15th uh, of Nisan, or as we're going to see on later days. Because <coughs> uh, what could you have thought? Kavan de Korban Siburu. It is a Korban Siburu. Now, that's not strictly correct. It really is a Korban of each individual. But because every individual has to come up and, and, and see Hashem's face, uh, that is part of the, the his offering, uh, and you might think that, that there's olat riah, seeing Hashem's face, and you might think that because everyone's uh, bringing these are shlamim, uh, these common or shlamim, the Chagiga offering is a, is a shlamim, uh, so that uh, you might think that it's like a korban sibur. Everyone's bring it up. Uh, and it's also time is uh, set. It has to be brought uh, during Yom Tov. Uh, it says, uh, uh, You might think that uh, even in a state of Tumah, it could be brought up. Uh, it says, uh, No, that is not the case. Uh, the reason is, uh, You have the seven days of the actual festival. Uh, if you didn't bring it up on the first day, you have the rest of the festival to bring it up. And actually, uh, 
seven days thereafter as well. Uh, that is why, for example, we don't say Tachnun uh, for seven days uh, after uh, Shavuot, uh, even Shavuot, which is just a two-day festival because you had these extra seven days. In any case, Lo Dachia Shabbat. Therefore, uh, it doesn't push aside Shabbat. And the fact is, because uh, you, you could have brought it on another day, and an individual's korban does not push aside Shabbat. Uh, Shabbat, Lo Dachia. And the fact that it doesn't push aside Shabbat, Lo Dachia Tumah, doesn't push aside uh, the, the issue of Tumah as well. And that's why it, it cannot be brought, uh, except if, uh, uh, you know, if, if everyone's impure, uh, then you do not bring the korban of the uh, the fifth called the Corban of the 15th, but it, as we said, could go all the way much later than that. Okay. Why don't you teach that uh, the uh, Musaf offerings uh, brought as Chata'ot uh, uh, offerings, a Chata'at offering uh, or on, on Yom Tov? The Musaf offerings always have a, uh, a Chata'at offering. Why don't those push aside? Shabbat the Gemara says, no. Ha'atana le'zivcha shami tibur. We did teach that when we talked about the shlamim of the tibur, okay, which really says it's, it's, a, it's a communal uh, offering. It's, even though it's not a shlamim, this animal, it's a chatat, as we said, uh, still it is a common offering and therefore could be brought up uh, it, 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 as part of the, the Musaf uh, service. Iachi says the Gemara, if that is the case, shirei rosha choreshim, nami lo nitni. Well then, if that is the case where you talk about uh, the, these common offerings well then why did you have to specify uh, the, the the goats brought on uh, Rosh Chodesh uh, we know that uh, it says the high because they are also common offerings and they are also Musaf offerings so why did you need to specify those and the Gemara says Amri uh, the answer to that is actually no you need the, the goats that are brought up on a Rosh Chodesh uh, to teach us that why what might you have thought? Hi, law, ketiv, bhu, moed. In all the other um, uh, uh, cases that we brought, uh, is the word moed uh, and, and mentioned, bamoado, uh, that uh, you have to bring it up in its time, in its appointed time. Uh, you might think that that applies to uh, every one of those offerings. However, uh, it doesn't say you should bring uh, the Rosh Chodesh offering up it in a moed, uh, specifically a moed. You might have thought that they would, could get pushed aside. Uh, and therefore, uh, in other words, they are not brought uh, when everyone is tame. Because not said moed, it teaches you Rosh Chodesh ikre moed. Rosh Chodesh is called a moed. So even though it's not explicit in the Torah, it is called a moed. Uh, and uh, as we're going to see, a pasuk in uh, Eicha teaches us uh, that uh, Rosh Chodesh is called a moed. Kedabai, as, as Abai said, Tamabayim, uh, he says, Tamuz, the Hayashata, uh, the Tamuz of that uh, first year after the, the, the desert, uh, after the giving of the Torah, the, the, the Shabbat, uh, the, sorry, the, the, um, the new moon uh, of, of, of Tamuz actually lasted uh, Two well, actually, it would have been the thirtieth of Av uh, in that year. It was Malay. Uh, the, the the month was full. Uh, normally, every year uh, you don't have a two day Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Av uh, in every year is normally a one day uh, uh, affair and uh, not a two day thing. But uh, when we have Rosh Chodesh uh, over two days, we have the thirtieth of the previous month, and then we have the first day of the new month. That is a two day Rosh Chodesh. Uh, in terms of 
Av in that year, uh, the the thirtieth there was a thirtieth day of Tammuz, uh, which gave it a two day Rosh Chodesh Shata Milue Milue, and 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 therefore that year was uh, was full. That month was full. Dictive Kara Alai Moed Lishbor Bechorai, and uh, the pasuk says, as we said in in Eo, uh, in uh, Eicha uh, Lamentations, he made an appointed time to crush my uh, young men. Really, Hashem did it that way so that the ninth of Av uh, would come uh, would be the day that the, the Jewish people cried in the desert uh, that they, they had to go into the land of Israel. So Sam said, uh, famously, if, you don't, if you're crying for no reason, I'll give you a reason to cry, and that uh, night uh, then became Tishabav for generations. Good. Uh, so see, uh, the point of what we were saying there is that Rosh Chodesh is actually called a Moed. Is that to say, is that really all of these statements are to tell us uh, that uh, all of the five uh, things that we mentioned are all coming from the strength of the word Moed? Where do you know such a thing? The Tanarabanan. Where do you know? As we taught in the Brite of it about Moshe Moed Hashem. Hashem spoke these Moed, Moshe spoke the Moed Hashem, the appointed times of Hashem, El Israel. Uh, to the children of Israel, what does it mean? Ma tamul lomar lefi shlo lamarnu ella letamid upesach. You might think that the only times that it actually mentions the word moador uh, is in the the tamid offering and uh, in the pesach offering. Uh, that says moador, and you might think moador afilu v'shabat moador afilu v'tuma. In both these cases, it says uh, uh, you know uh, that that it has to be brought up in a specific time. You might think. Uh, uh, and uh, you know it has to be it's not you might think it does have to be brought up in a specific time an offering uh, daily offering is always brought up and so too uh, uh, in terms of um, uh, the Pesach offering is also brought up in Moadur Afilu Shabbat even on Shabbat Moadur Afilu B'Tumah even in a case of Tumah uh, however, Shar Korbanot Tibur Minalan, how do you know other uh, communal offerings that are brought up in a state of Tumah? Shnema Ale Tasel Hashem, Bomo Adechim. These are the, the, the uh, sacrifices that you have to offer up in your, uh, these Moadechim, in your, these appointed times. <coughs> Carrying on, Minalan Rabot Omer Vakarev Imo, how do you know to include the, uh, the Omer offering and also the lambs? That are uh, uh, in, you know are, are, are part of the the Shavuot offering. Um Karavimo or the Omer has lambs brought with it. Shtei Alechem v'Karav Imam the two loaves and the and the two lambs that are uh, connected to the two loaves. Tamod Lomar v'Debar Moshoed Moadah Hashem El Bnei Israel. We say that Moshe spoke these about these Moadim. These times, special times of Hashem to the children of Israel. It says that all of them are defined as a moed. In other words, uh, they are uh, defined as moedim, and therefore, uh, if you have to bring an offering up, you have to bring an offering up. Why do you need uh, all of these uh, other derivations before? Why couldn't you have just said uh, one and we would have learned it out uh, to all the others? No, we need it. If you'd only learned it from a Tamid, what would I have said? Tamid, the Tamid is especially strict. Why? Because it's brought every day. It's got uh, regularity like no other Korban. And also, it is completely burnt up. Uh, no portion of it is given to a Kohanim. No one else, uh, you know, eats it, and you know, none of it, you know, just totally burnt up. 
Um, uh, no one, not, none of it's given to the owner uh, in terms of it because there is no owner. The owner is the whole community, so it just gets burned up. Aval Pesach, a law, Kamashmalan, you might did said that a Pesach which does not come every day and is not totally burned up uh, would not uh, fit into this uh, category. In other words, uh, wouldn't be allowed to be brought up. Only a tamid would be brought up. We say for say, Kamash Milan teaches you that a Pesach offering uh, can also be brought up. We could talk about a Pesach, and you've only learned this about Pesach. Pesach shu anush karet. You might say a unique stringency about the Pesach offering. If you don't bring it, you would get karet. Uh, but that's not the case with any other offering. Aval tamid shu ain anush karet. If you don't bring up the tamid, there's no karet involved. In a law, you might think that Pesach is the most stringent, but uh, the Tamid's not, so therefore uh, it teaches you that uh, the Tamid can also uh, override uh, Tumah, therefore that's the Kamash Milan. So you've got Pesach and, uh, and, and uh, Tamid uh, that teaches you that uh, you can override uh, the uh, Tumah can override uh, anything on Shabbat and uh, and, and the like. And if you'd only learn Pesach together uh, with the Tamid offering, what might I have thought? Hi, honey, who they've each got this very stringent side, uh, as we said, either bought every day and burnt, or uh, you get carried for not doing it. Tamid, Tadir, Rakhalil, Pesach, Shu, Anosh, Karet, as we said, Tadir and Kalel, it's brought every day and it's burnt, completely burnt. Pesach, and you would get carried for aval shar korbanot other korbanot tibur emelo. Uh, you might think other korbanot tibur do not have these stringencies. Therefore, uh, these are the sacrifices that you have to offer. Each festival uh, has its own moed, and each therefore each korban is brought up in its specific time. Okay, and uh, if it only had written uh, this verse in terms of the Moadechim, Havamina, what would you have said? No, you might think that uh, only other Korbanot that are brought to atone. Okay, uh, for example, um, uh, a sin offering uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, an Olah, uh, etc. Uh, an Olah, even an Olah, which is totally burned up, is for the violation of a, uh, a positive commandment okay and uh, and uh, uh, that for example so you know those are those things however the Omer uh, which is one of the things that we said has to be offered up even in Tuma and also the uh, the, the, the two loaves that are brought out Shavuot uh, they do not come to uh, atone for anything uh, really all it is is to, to matter things uh, when you offer up the Omer the first barley it's a barley offering. You offer it up, uh, then chadash is permitted, as we've seen earlier on in Amasechet. Uh, new grain that is, uh, you know, from the of, uh, the planted after the previous Pesach uh, can now be eaten. Okay, it's 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 a hetter to eat it, and so too uh, uh, the, the same thing with the with the shtalechim allows you to bring uh, this new stuff on the altar. So you have to wait until Shavuot to bring a menachot from the the new offering. Okay, so we see that. Uh, they there not to atone but to permit uh, law you might think uh, just per- just permitting something is a uh, uh, you know n- not as strong and therefore you might not be able to override Shabbat uh, for if it's in Tumah uh, no 
Even in that case, uh, the, the tumor is overwritten. And what happens if it only written the Omer and the Shtalechim, uh, you know, <coughs> the Chudayu, uh, written it by themselves, you what would you say? Havamina, Adarabba. Actually, uh, the fact that it only wrote the Omer and the Shtalechim, Zilime, Deba'in, they're coming along and they've got, it's got the strength to, to, to permit uh, certain things for the whole community as opposed to uh, the other ones uh, not uh, the other Korban Tibur do not have the power to permit things they're there you know you, you're told to bring them and you bring them but they don't have the power to permit things law uh, that even though they might not be able to do it no in both of those cases uh, uh, we need to teach it so therefore that's why you have to write every single one of those uh, derivations Okay, uh, moving on to a new topic over here, and uh, actually uh, it's uh, it's only going to get to the main question uh, in a bit. It's really going to be discussing uh, uh, the question of what's known as Hutra Batibur Tuma. Hutra Batibur Tuma is totally allowed uh, in terms of uh, uh, the once once Tuma is allowed, uh, anything goes. Uh, in other words, even though, for example. Uh, if you have a choice between a, 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 a pure Kohen and impure Kohen, it doesn't make a difference. You could use either of them, as opposed to what's known as Tuma Duchuya. Uh, tuma is reluctantly pushed aside uh, in the Tibur. Okay, that's it's pushed aside, but it's not a, a, a blanket uh, thing that you can't, you know, you can't say that uh, it's totally uh, pushed aside and really anything goes. Uh, it really is. Uh, if you've got a choice, you should try and minimise uh, the Tuma as much as possible. So. Uh, once we have that background, Savura. Uh, uh, so now, what we're going to do? We're going to quote two different opinions, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yezer, and we're going to see that you know we're going to argue their sources backwards and forwards, and then ultimately, where where the question is going to come in uh, is that our Mishnah does not appear to be going like Rabbi Yeshua. Okay, but we'll get uh, you know that that's just uh, the way the Gemara is going to to flow out, uh, and in the, over the next little while, Savura. Uh, what is the 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 Sfora? Uh, with uh, we, what do we say? Logically, we say lekula alma tuma duchia duchia he betzibur. Really, what we say, we, we, our assumption is that tuma is reluctantly pushed aside uh, when it comes to the tibur. Uh, it's only bedieved uh, uh, type of thing. It's uh, it's not really. Um, uh, you, you know, the, the, you, normally we wouldn't like to allow it, uh, but what what choice do we have? Uh, therefore, uh, we have to bring these offerings at these specific times. Uh, so therefore, you uh, you have to do it. Okay. Ubai tzitz laratot, and in terms of and uh, in in terms of the tzitz, which is a gold head plate that the Kohen Gadol wears, uh, he wears it to to thank Hashem. Uh, or no, he, not to thank Hashem. Sorry, to appease Hashem. In other words, wearing the tzitz. Uh, allows uh, this tumor to go through, uh, as it were. Normally, a tamay atom uh, would be forbidden from being offered up on the altar, uh, and we're going to see the, the various applications of this. Uh, we're not going to go into too much this second, but uh, the, the, the tzitz allows uh, this tumor to pass, even though something's not, uh, it's, it's tamay, and it really shouldn't have gone uh, on the um, on the altar, so we allow it, it, it kind of gives it a free pass. Okay. Uh, okay, so that, that is the assumption. Duchia, uh, Tumor is only Duchia, uh, pushed aside reluctantly, and also the Tzitz is, uh, uh, allows the, the Tumor to pass. Okay, Velaikatana um, Deshmaat Lei. 
and there's no tama tana that we've heard says the ama tuma hutra betibur that tuma is totally allowed in the tibur and anything goes ella rabbi huda the only one we say is rabbi huda that says the tanya how do you know that sits bain sheishno mitzcho al bain sheino al mitzcho marate div rabbi shimon rabbi shimon says when the sits is on the kohen gadol's forehead uh, then it allows the tuma to pass through uh, he says uh, but you know it, uh, sorry whether it's on his for it or not on his for it doesn't make a difference whether he's wearing it or not uh, it allows the tumor to 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 pass right uh, that is rabbi shimon's view rabbi huda rabbi huda says no ordeno al mitzkol only if it's on his head marate then it allows uh, the, to to pass the tumor to pass through ordeno al mitzkol if it's not on his head ano marate and uh, if it's not on his head then the tumor is not allowed it does not uh, allow the, the tumor to pass or whether in invalid the offering okay and that's um that's what we are talking uh, about over there Amar law rabbi shimon rabbi shimon now discusses this with rabbi huda so you know as we said a bit of a side issue backwards and forwards uh, uh, the kohen gadol on yom kippur will prove that you are wrong okay it's not on the Kohen Gadol's head. Why? Because there's many times uh, the Kohen Gadol has to wear his gold clothes uh, for a bit of the day, but then he also changes backwards and forwards into what's known as white clothes. His white clothes are just four items of clothing, plain white, and there's no gold involved uh, in them because you're not allowed to wear gold uh, when you're going inside the uh, the Kodesh Kodashim because Ein Katev or Katego Yase Senegor, something that we send with the golden calf, uh, the prosecutor can't become the defender uh, and therefore so no gold is allowed so the, the coin gadol does not wear that sits on Yom Kippur however uh, we say that uh, everything passes it's no problem uh, with that okay so th- that is uh, Rabbi Shimon's rejoinder Amalor Rabbi Huda says no Hanek Yom Kippur no Yom Kippur aside Yom Kippur you know even in that case he says Tuma uh, is totally allowed in the in the in the community okay uh, it's, it's allowed uh, altogether uh, and it says, Michlal di Rabbi Shimon Sava Tuma Duchia Hibatsuba. That was the question that we wanted to get to. We said the only person that says Tuma is totally allowed in the community is Rabbi Huda. And that's what we have uh, proved over here. Once we've established that, uh, now we get on to another thing. Uh, the, the rabbis assume that everyone agrees that this tzitz uh, only comes uh, in terms of, uh, it, it doesn't, uh, it only allows the blood process to continue, but it does not allow the eating of the meat uh, thereafter. Okay, the only tana that holds that uh, the the tzitz allows the food to eat, be eaten is Rebbe Eliezer. And now we see where you get to that source from. Adetanya, Rebbe Eliezer, he says the, the tzitz uh, is even allows uh, for meat to be eaten. Okay, it allows uh, things to, to continue eaten even though they are tame. Uh, Rabbi Yossi Omer, 
Tzitz. So Rabbi Yossi says, no, uh, the Tzitz does not allow uh, food to be eaten. Uh, it only allows the blood process to continue. And therefore, on, on the basis of what we've said, these two opinions, uh, we say that the Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yoshua, uh, the Tanya, uh, as we learned. And now we're not really going to uh, get to why the Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yoshua until much later. We're just uh, going to give the different sources uh, for uh, Rabbi Yoshua uh, and then Rabbi Liezer, and we're going to bounce backwards and forwards what they do with each other's source before we actually return to why the Mishnah does not follow uh, Rabbi Yoshua. Okay, the uh, Tanya, as we learned in Nebraza, the Pasuk says, it's a Pasuk uh, in Re'e, it says you should uh, sacrifice your lot, uh, your burnt offerings, the, the meat and the blood. Rabbi Yoshua, he says, Rabbi Yoshua says, if there's no blood, i.e. if the blood got disqualified somehow, it became tamay or lost or something like that, uh, if there's no more blood, uh, then there is no meat. In other words, the meat does not continue. He said also, it works in reverse. Uh, if there's no meat uh, that is left, uh, also became tamay or lost, uh, then there's no blood. The blood process also stops uh, over there. That is Rabbi Yoshua's opinion. Rabbi Yezomer, Rabbi Yezomer says no. Uh, it works the one way. Dam afalpish ein basar. Uh, he says you can, even though there might not be any meat left, uh, there is still uh, blood. You still continue with a with a blood process. Shneimar dam zevachecha yishpoch. It says the the blood of the offerings uh, needs to be poured out. Uh, so you know ma'ani mekayim vasita olatecha vasavadam. So what does Rabbi Yezomer learn with the the pasuk that says uh, you have to offer up the meat and the blood? Uh, you know what does he learn with that? to teach you madam bezrika af basar bezrika he learns out from there uh, the same way you throw blood on the corners of the altar uh, the same way you actually throw the meat uh, from the edge of the ramp you throw it into the fires you don't just go and place it next to it uh, you throw it from the edge and what is that Tava Omer you have to say lul katan yesh ben kevish actually there is a small uh, uh, gap between the top of the ramp and the altar uh, and the and the, the, the kohanim in order to burn it up so they go to the edge of that uh, crack as it were or that uh, small little gap and throw it on uh, they don't go right up to the wood and put down the meat they throw it from that uh, edge of the of the of the kevish of the ramp okay uh, so Rabbi Yeshua surely he learns uh, that he says so what does he do with the blood of the offering should be uh, poured out which means that blood uh, has to be uh, you know can continue uh, because right next to it it says and you have to eat the flesh which means uh, that the meat is also as important you, if you if you can pour the blood then you can eat the meat uh, but if not not so that's how he answers it and the Gemara says so then why do I need both these parts of the verse okay uh, and uh, according to Rabbi Yeshua surely it's the same uh, you know he, he's taught the same thing uh, from two different verses. Uh, he says, no, the reason I do that is uh, one is for Nola, talking about Nola, and the one was talking about a Shlamim, so different offerings. You need both of them. If you only taught, uh, taught the case of the Ola, uh, the burnt, totally burnt offering, the offering, uh, the 
burnt offering is more strict. Why? Shekem Kalil, because it gets totally burnt up. Aval, Shlamim, the Shlamim are not as strict as that because uh, they, 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 they split into a portion of it is burnt and uh, a portion of it is eaten, some by the Kwanim, some by the people. So, I'm a law. So, you might say that. Um, the meat is not, <clears throat> uh, you know, part of that. So Rabbi Yeshua's view is no, the meat is essential even with a shlamim. Because Avraham shlamim, and if you'd only taught the case of shlamim, have a mina adaraba. How much more, you know, it, it would be worked out the opposite way. It's achilot. Only in a case uh, where you have different people eating it, uh, the, the the certain parts are burned on the altar, and then the the, the owners as well as the priests eat the other one. There's two achilot, one by the altar and one by people. Uh, Okay, but gets totally burned up. No owner or uh, a kohen eats any of it, uh, and therefore, uh, you might think that uh, the, the meat uh, isn't essential. So, therefore, Rabbi Yeshua says, I learned one pasuk for Nola, one pasuk for Shlamim, and I couldn't have learned one out from the other. Okay, uh, going back. Uh, what does Rebeliezer do with you have to eat the flesh uh, that was Rabbi Yeshua's verse so what does he learn he says that teaches you that the meat uh, is not allowed to be eaten until you have uh, sprinkled the blood uh, that's providing there is meat to eat uh, but you're not allowed to eat it pre-sprinkling the blood it has to be after eating the blood so maybe you should say kula Maybe the whole verse uh, comes for that uh, uh, purpose. So maybe that that's the teaching of the of the verse. And therefore, how do you know that uh, that you actually throw the blood even though there's no meat uh, at the time? What does Rabbi Eliezer say to that? The Torah should have written uh, that you should eat the flesh. And after that, and then you should pour out the blood. Uh, the same way, uh, as it's written uh, in the beginning part of that verse, uh, you should uh, sacrifice the, 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 the meat and the uh, blood. Uh, why does it come and, and put the dam uh, first? Uh, you have to learn from there. The blood is the most important thing, even though there's more meat. So you actually learn two things uh, from the placement uh, of that uh, of that verse. Okay, and, and the way it is written. All right, so the Gomorrah carries on. Rabbi Yeshua, uh, where does he learn out that you're not allowed to eat the meat until the blood's been sprinkled? He learns it out. Kavachomer, who he said it is a kavachomer. Uma emurim dechi leitnu lom akve. He says in terms of uh, a, a, the emurim, the, the parts that are burnt on the altar, uh, it says uh, if they are missing, uh, they don't. Uh, it, it, you know the offering still continues if they get lost or uh, become tamei leitnu uh, makve. So he says when they are there, they are makev. They have to be done. Uh, the, they, the, you know, they, they stop the meat being eaten. Uh, it says, "Dam dehi leitam makev ki itnei lo shekai lo lo itnei lo kol shekai dem akev." So too, therefore, when there's blood. 
how much more so uh, it is uh, clear that it will uh, in, in you know the the, the blood uh, which if it's not there uh, you definitely won't get uh, any kapara uh, the offering can't continue definitely can't continue without any blood uh, he says how much more so is it in the case if you don't have the blood uh, that the offering won't work so therefore if, if the blood is there uh, uh, the the, uh, the blood has to get thrown first um, <clears throat> bouncing back to Rabbi Yezer Rabbi Yezer Milta Data Bekavachomer and according to Rabbi Yezer, he says, uh, granted, you could, that's a good Kavachomer, he doesn't argue with the basis of the Kavachomer, but he says sometimes uh, the Torah writes uh, with a Tarakakatav Leikra. Sometimes you could have learned out a Kavachomer, but uh, you, you learn out a, uh, you, the, the, it could have, it sometimes writes it out and uh, specifies it for you, even though you could have worked it out by a Kavachomer. Rabbi Yeshua, uh, back to him, and he says, no, uh, his view is he says when you have, can make droshas out of psukim uh, you don't say this this uh, was verse was essentially written unnecessarily and could have been worked out uh, from a kavachome but it wrote it anyway we don't like saying that and that's his view all right and now after all these backwards and forwards uh, and uh, and and uh, you know where Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua disagree and what they learn out from the various parts of the verse uh, we get back to our question uh, therefore do we say our Mishnah does not go like Rabbi Yeshua why uh, he says you need both parts of the offering to be uh, valid the meat and the blood and also we assume and he also must hold uh, that the tzitz does not work on uh, food that is tame. Uh, it says, Heiki atibetuma. How can you actually uh, bring these offerings in tuma? Okay, because if it's meant to be eaten uh, and you're not going to eat it because the tzitz does not allow the tuma to continue, how can you ever offer uh, these things up in tuma? So this is the, the, the question because our Mishnah had said you bring it at Pesach up and eat it uh, when it's in tuma. Okay, the Gemara says, Afidetema, Rabbi Shua. No, you could even say, our Mishnah does go like Rabbi Yeshua, Ela Kasab Rabbi Yeshua, Hatzitz Meratze Al Ha'olin, the Tzitz. Uh, allows you uh, that that goes up. So he says there are certain parts, the meat, where it says the meat uh, is is uh, gets brought up. It doesn't necessarily mean eaten, but it means brought up on the altar and burnt. So even when they're impure, uh, and that is also like the altar eating it as as it were, and therefore uh, some part of it is being in inverted commas eaten. Uh, therefore the blood could be sprinkled. The Gemara says, well, hi, tenach zvachim. That works out well when it comes to uh, where you've got zvachim, i.e animal offerings uh, where you've got uh, these, these communal offerings where there are portions that go up on the altar uh, there, those are portions that go up on the altar what about the Omer and the Shtalechim uh, the, and the two breads brought on Shavuot no part of the of the breads uh, those breads go up on the altar especially this is especially uh, it's so with the Shtar Lechem because they are leavened and we have another Pasuk which is no leaven is allowed to go up on the altar so uh, what happens is that really the Shtar Lechem are brought and they are waved uh, with the animals and uh, then they are distributed to the Kohanim but no part goes on the altar so no part of it goes on the altar uh, the, Ola, the, the Omer by the way a uh, small Komet part of it goes on the altar 
but that's equivalent uh, to the uh, the blood of an animal going on the altar. That's uh, the equivalent to that. So no part of these menachot uh, um, are going on the altar. Ma'ekilamema. So what can you say? So Amri Rabbi Yeshua Nami the first answer we give, we say, maybe Rabbi Yeshua says that when you need two parts of the korban uh, to be uh, valid, to, to carry on, he says only with animals uh, and not with menachot, uh, not with these uh, offerings, just of uh, flour. And the Gemara doesn't like this. It says, "V'menachot lo amar." Didn't he say this with menachot as well? Vatanan, uh, we learned a Mishnah nitma shiarea. What happens if the uh, the leftovers uh, of uh, of a, um, a mincha uh, got you know you, you had. Um, you, you, you take out the comments, you burn that on altar, the leftovers uh, become tame. Uh, it says, Avdu Nitmu, Avatanan, Adnu Shiarea, they become tame, Avdu Shiarea, or the, uh, the, the, the amount, the leftover bits became uh, tame. Kamidat Rebeliezer, Kashera, according to Rebeliezer, who says, um, Blood is is fine, even though there's no meat. In other words, you know that uh, you can continue. That is kosher. Kamidat Rabbi Yeshua psula. According to Rabbi Yeshua, it is pasul. Okay, so you know, then that's what, so it seems that he uh, equates uh, menachot the same as animal offerings uh, over here. So uh, how you know how can we say he doesn't? The Gemara says no. Kamidat v'lo kamidat. It's like him, but not a hundred percent like him. Kamidat Rabbi Yeshua. It's like him in the sense to be nantata that you need uh, two things. Uh, uh, over there, two parts of the offering to be uh, valid. Velo kamidat, and not like Rabbi Yeshua, not like him. Dilu Rabbi Yeshua, bezvachim amar, benachot lo amar. But really, with him, he only says it with uh, animals, and he doesn't say it with meal offerings. Ve'ilu hai tana sava afudu benachot. According to this one, uh, we say that it applies to benachot. Uh, Gemara says, well, hold on, umani hu tana dekav kavate machmir machmir tfei minai. Who is the that holds up Rabbi Yeshua and is, is uh, you know, more machmir uh, than him. In other words, uh, you know, that uh, he, he says uh, that it doesn't apply to Menachot. Uh, it says, you know, who, who is that one? You know, that's like, we, we don't know uh, of that uh, Tan of Od. Uh, Tana de Rabbi Yossi. But now there's another statement, Rabbi Yossi, uh, which seems to uh, contradict this. Ro'ani edivre Rabbi Yezer v'menachot u'v'zvachim. I see Rabbi Yezer's view in Menachot and Zvachim. Edivre Rabbi Yeshua v'zvachim v'menachot. And I see Rabbi Yeshua's uh, view in Zvachim and Menachot, both animals and Menachot. It's a bit of a confusing statement, uh, this, and we'll explicate it in a second. Um, but uh, we see here clearly that he goes like Rabbi Yeshua, and there's animals and uh, these Mincha offerings as well. So, uh, what does Rabbi Yossi say? He says, I see Rabbi Yossi in terms of the meat, because he said, uh, he said, because the blood, uh, you can carry on with the blood, even though there's no meat. And I see Rabbi Yossi's opinion in a different area. If there's no blood, uh, there's no meat. So that seems to go against. He says, if there's no blood, there's no meat. If there's no meat, there's no blood. Okay, uh, it says, 
Give Rebel Yezab Menachot, Shiaomer, Comets, Afapish, and Sharaim. If there's the Comets left, you carry on burning the Comets, the three fingers full, uh, even though there's no leftover other stuff uh, afterwards. And Div Rebel Yeshua Menachot, and I see Rebel Yeshua with Menachot, Shiaomer, Im Ain Comets, and Sharaim, Im Ain Sharaim, and Comets. Again, a very similar kind of concept, but because the Comets is like the blood, if there's no meat, there's no blood. Yeah, if there's no Comets, there's no leftovers as well. If there's no leftovers, there's no Comets. Okay, so Rabbi Yeshua is the, the, the most important, the important point uh, of yeah, uh, you know, in, in terms of Rabbi Yeshua, but yeah, the, the, is that Rabbi Yeshua also holds it in Menachot. Uh, Rabbi Yossi's ex- the statement is a bit uh, confusing. Uh, yeah, he seems to take both sides, uh, but uh, which we're not going to go into. Um, much over here, but the proof that we want to bring uh, here is that Rebbe Yoshua holds this opinion both with the Nachot and uh, uh, with animals. Ella, Kasav Rabbi Yoshua. So therefore, we have to come with a different explanation of Rabbi Yoshua. Hatzitz Mirate al Olim v'ala Achilot. So the Tzitz not only applies and allows uh, the with the blood to co- to continue, but even parts uh, that allow to be eaten. Okay, so we reach re- you know he re- retract. His early opinion, where he says doesn't allow uh, to be eaten, that was one of our assumptions that uh, the tzitz does not work for ochlin. Uh, here we see that the tzitz is working for this ochlin, the parts that can be eaten. Yahi says the Gemara, Amar kemidat Rabbi Yeshua So in terms of you know why would it be puzzled then? Uh, surely if it can continue, so why does he say that a, a tamay offering is is puzzled? Avod uh, No, he says that is where it's lost or burned. Okay, remember we said uh, that uh, we we. we lumped all of them together. We said if it becomes tame or it becomes lost. You say no, only a part of the part where it gets lost or burned, uh, that's where it's no good. But if it becomes tame, he says the tits would actually help. Lumara says, Ella Nitma Laman Katani, but in terms of that, who's our Mishnah uh, going like? Lerabilieza, Pshita, obviously according to Rebelieza, there's Pshita, it's obvious that the meal offering is fine. Hashta, Yeshuma, Avud Vasarov, the late new Makshir Rebelieza, you know, if they're lost or burned and when they're not there at all, Rabbi Eliezer says they are good. And Nitma Itza Mibai, obviously he's going to hold the same case uh, where they just became just, in inverted commas, became Tame, but they still exist, as opposed to even if he holds that they're fine when they're not even there, um, he holds the offering is valid uh, over there. Ella, Pshita, Rabbi Yeshua, Katani Psula. It must be uh, that it's, it's teaching about Rabbi Yeshua, and he says, no, it is puzzle. Okay, over here. So now, you know, we, uh, uh, we, 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 we back in our, in, our, in our hole over here in terms of not finding out uh, an answer for Rabbi Yeshua. And furthermore, we say, Tani Rabbi Yeshua, Mer, Rabbi Yeshua, there's a brighter that says, Rabbi Yeshua says, Kol Azvachim Shabbat Torah, Ben Shemra, Basar V'chalev Kayam, Ben Shemra Chalev, V'basar Kayam, Adam. Uh, in terms of Rabbi Yeshua says uh, any animals uh, in the Torah uh, whether the meat became tame uh, and there is the chalev the emurin uh, you know you, it is fine or the, uh, the other way around the emurin become impure and the meat uh, is valid uh, you are allowed to sprinkle the blood uh, okay Zerekat Adam the blood continues okay if both the meat and the blood uh, were uh, the, 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 the emurin and the blood uh, were um uh, Tame uh, law, then you can't uh, sprinkle the blood. Alma Kasav Rebbe Shua, Eina Tzitz Merate Alolin, Velo Ala Ochlin. So, you know, the Tzitz does not allow, you know, if, if the parts become Tame, uh, or for, you know, the, then and the parts that are supposed to be eaten as well. So we see we're back, uh, we're back to square one. Uh, therefore, Ella. 
Lolam Rabbi Yeshua, he manitzen. So our Mishnah therefore is going like Rabbi Yeshua. For law kasha, and we say there's no there's no difficulty. Can lechatchila can b'dieved. No, when we say it's lechatchila, he says the the initial position uh, you shouldn't have uh, these things. Okay, uh, but on the other hand, b'dieved, uh, if it's a situation of after the fact, you can have these things. And he says he atzer Rabbi Yeshua lechatchila b'dieved law. As we said, uh, it had you know if it was only the meat that you that you the blood's not about it's supposed to be sprinkled that's only lechatchila but yeah, it, it does work uh, the Gemara says well it doesn't like that so answer either when I tell the Dashani Lael Rabbi Yeshua by lechatchila but yeah, are we sure that he you know makes a distinction between lechatchila uh, before the fact and but yeah, after the fact of Tanya um, we say Tanya nitma basar or she nifsa or she yatzer chutz if the meat became impure or it was uh, touched by someone uh, um, uh, someone not uh, pure okay which is also kind of a, a tumor uh, or it went outside the curtains literally outside the borders where there are certain areas where you have to eat it rebeliezum isrok you should still throw the blood rebel yoshua law isrok no you shouldn't do it uh, and, and you say even here uh, it says yeah and uh, However, sorry, Umodi Rabbi Yeshua, Shem Zarak, Rutsa. But if you did sprinkle it, uh, then uh, it, it is allowed. Okay, so so yeah, we see that Bidiyevid, it should be fine. The Gemara says, no, I don't like this answer either uh, for two reasons. Kadad, Basula, the Evid, Mashma. In terms of uh, that, that we're saying is, where it says you can carry on uh, with, with the Evid situation, uh, that. Um, Indicates that it's it, it valid even uh, after the, the 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 fact which is uh, not true. Uh, and moreover, and it says these five things should be brought up in a state of tuma even uh, initially. So therefore, ella. Lokasha, so we try again. Last chance over here. Can beyachid, can betibur. In terms of the an invalid offering, that is when an individual offers it. That is totally not allowed. An individual uh, is not allowed to do it. But uh, when it can be sacrificed in tumah, uh, that is talking about the public, and that is our final answer uh, that we get to, and that is where we will leave it for today. Everyone should have a great day.